This episode of Meet Me for Coffee is brought to you by Chatter365 at chatter365.com. This amazing app that you need for your phone. Get in touch with your community. Talk to people who speak different languages because it has an auto-translate feature, which means they speak their language, you speak yours. It translates to you in between. There's no running to Google Translate anymore. Download the app right now, wherever you get your apps for your phone. I'm with Firekind with uh, Jason and Dan from the band. How's it going, guys? Going awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. From across the pond in uh, England, right? England, South Devon. South Small Devon, town. yeah. But, you know, I used to do a rock and roll show, and uh, I discovered a lot of bands from uh, from England. Um, what was the one? Uh, Milk House. They're pretty good, too. Uh, they're from that area. There's one a hardcore band called TRC. I remember uh, listening to those guys. They're very good. Uh, how do you guys stand out or try to stand out in the industry like today? Uh, well, we, we're actually about three, three and a half hours, four, four hours from London. So it depends on how you look at it, really. But uh, just having a, a more of an online presence is, is kind of vital these days as well. And we, we gig. We gig a lot. Well, especially now, right? I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We're, we used to gig yeah. a lot. But um, uh, and we do quite a lot of gigs in in the French Alps and Swiss Alps and stuff as well. So it's just it's just I'm keeping at it really, isn't it? Oh, that'd be pretty cool to play in the Swiss Alps. How, how do you like that? Oh, it's yeah. it's all you you'll do. Um, sometimes you do two two gigs in one day. So in in the um late evening, you you play in you you might play. Was it at Prey? So at, you're, yeah, you might yeah. be outside. And the sun is shining, and then the sun goes down behind a mountain. Then it's absolutely freezing, and you're at you know your fingers are barely holding on, but you, you just keep going. Yeah, yeah. I, I played a few shows out, outside. It's very hard to uh, like adapt to the the cold, right? Especially in the winter time. I know obviously it's probably pretty cold up in the Swiss Alps, but uh, Jason, um, let's talk about the beginning of the band. When did you guys meet? I know I saw a video. Uh, from eight years ago, you guys had a music video from eight years ago. Um, how did it all come together? So we're, we're brothers. So we've, we've been basically playing music together since we were like tiny. You guys fight all the time. Or? We used to fight a lot, <laughs> didn't we? Used to, yeah. We kind of, I don't know, become a bit more. No, no, yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. Not now, it's, it's, it's no point for fighting. You guys still dislike each other sometimes, but you guys don't show it in the way you used to. So it's... <laughs> the brother thing, I think, yeah. <laughs> so it's in the van about 4 a.m., you're on the motorway, yeah. and then, you know, someone says something, and you're like, shut up, man. <laughs> but, yeah. but then, like, two seconds after, it's, it's sorted. Well, it's it's kind of like somebody... I, I always would have wanted a, a family member in my band because it's kind of like someone you can actually... Uh, fully trust, right? It's your blood and this and that. But uh, yeah, let's get back to how you guys started. You guys started obviously together, right? Yeah, I mean, just just quick thing on the brother thing, because we are obviously brothers and family. We we can be like brutally honest mm, yeah. a, a lot of the times, and I think that's really worked in our favor, isn't it? So you know, I'll be playing something and then we like, "Mate, that's terrible." Or, yeah, that's rubbish. Yeah. And and if if it's like a, a friend or a good friend. This, <laughs> Is there's only so much you can do before you push yeah. a friend away, isn't it? But by being brothers, you can just be brutally honest and lay it down on the table. But and, and you can gaslight them in front of your parents sometimes too, right? <laughs> 
how do your parents uh, support this? Um, yeah, so, well, we started gigging with our dad. What? Back, yeah. yeah, back when we were little little kids. Um, and, yeah, we were getting into pubs at, like, 15 and 17, weren't we? You had to get permission from the, the pub owners, the, the venue owners, to get, can we? Can I get my kids in because they're so young? And it's, yeah, it's fine because we're just on stage, we're rocking out, you know, we're not being being a nightmare at all. But, yeah, it was a perfect apprenticeship. Our dad bring us in and sort of taught us the ropes to actually real proper gigging um, rather than, I guess, joining someone our age at that time, 15, and as a young band, it would have been a bit different. But with our dad, because he'd been gigging for years in, in bands himself, so um, he knew, you know, the, the right strategies and the right sort of ways to, uh, to put on a good show. And I think that really helped us. And like Jace was saying about, we're so brutally honest about if one of us is playing something and it's not right, it's not sounding great, we'll, 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 you know, we'll tell that, but we'll tell each other. And um, my dad was kind of similar like that. And like, don't do that, son. You know, it's, that's not sounding right. And it, it put us on the right path straight away from ground one. And, and I think that made us so disciplined. Yeah. Man. Sort of a sense of discipline in that so, play. So how, how old are you guys then? Oh, <laughs> 30s, <laughs> 30s, 30s, yeah. So let's talk about when you first started playing instruments. I know here in, in, in America, in North America, you start a band and you end up playing, um, you want to play Metallica with your friends or whatever. What band uh, were you guys obsessed with or were, were children obsessed with at your age when they were starting to play instruments? I, well, I was instantly hooked on anything guitar-orientated. So, uh, you know, intense... Guitarists like Steve Vai and Satriani and and other blues players like Jeff Beck and and all of that got yeah yeah really really locked into that and uh, Wishbone Ash yeah seventies band um, they're still playing today actually well not well, right now yeah. <laughs> not right now yeah yeah uh, yeah Foo Fighters Muse Biffy Cairo yeah. There's so many good English bands. Even like uh, the Gallagher brothers are good if they can get along, you know. Um, yeah. I, I, I like uh, Liam Gallagher had that single "Wall of Glass" a couple a couple years ago. It's a good song. I don't I don't really like it live, but I like it. It's it's uh, there's lots of great English bands that have come out in the last 20 years, especially you know I'm I'm 32, so I, I can kind of uh, sympathize with all the bands that were coming out during that time. I know I was trying to learn some Metallica songs. And I started playing uh, bass and and um, my other instruments and stuff when I was like 13, 14 years old. Um, who are some of the biggest influences on you, Jason? For me, um, well, my, uh, my dad, our dad, you know, he was a player and uh, I, I remember, you know, he left the guitar out and I picked it up and he showed me a few things and guided yeah. me along the way. So, uh, yeah, he's obviously a huge huge factor in my upbringing with regards to music um but as a you know hendrix just his whole vibe was you know a foundation for any guitarist uh, sting i love i love his composition and his energy uh yeah what about you dan bassist wise i mean like jace was saying about our dad i think is i guess as a young kid a lot of people would say a band Oh, that band inspired me, that artist. But yeah, for me, it was my dad, you know, going out and seeing him playing in venues, rocking out on stage. Wow, that's so cool, man. You know, and that's made me, it, it, you know, lit a fire inside me to uh, want to do the same thing. And then 
um, with the kind of music that our dad was listening to, um, Wishbone Ash and all these classic bands, and, well, Queen and, you know, oh, and, Queen, and yeah. Led, Led Zeppelin. It, it, that, wow, man, it's like real raw, good good music, good musicianship. Um, and I love Thin Lizzy, Phil Linnett, you know, well, yeah, it's like, it goes to show that you can play the bass and be a front man at the same time. And, you know, it's, it's all about the songs and the, and the, and the rocking out and that, that for me was the, the big inspiration, you know, that's made me want to do it for the rest of my life. And that's true. Like, you know, you can play the bass and, and, and be the front man at the same yeah. time. You know, we don't have to be buried behind the drums and everybody <laughs> so it's, uh, with your head down, just, just, Put your head down and play. That's what they used to tell me. But uh, yeah, let's. I guess you could say that your, your your parents, your dad, was your hero, right? The guy who inspired you. Um, maybe he's going to see this. Maybe he's going to cry, whatever. But um, I know a lot of fathers. They try and inspire their children, and I try and like talk to my children about playing instruments. Now we got the piano, we got the guitar. You know, it, it's coming along. How hard has it been to uh, keep a band together over the course of the whole lifespan of Firekind? Yeah. Again, yeah, because I think because we're brothers, it's we've always had that like focus, haven't we? And yeah, and, and, and we've always like, kind of stuck together as as, as musicians. Um, our dad actually passed away about ten years ago now, but yeah, he's not yeah, so sorry to hear, man. Yeah, but you know, he just kind of his his mindset just set us on the way, and, and you know, he he was like all yeah. the time, you know, you boys got to, you got to go out yourselves because he was a massive factor, you know, back, back in the day, um, in, in the band. And he was always, you know, trying to like set us free and push us out to, to be our own thing. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a, that's an important thing. And, um, you know, we just absolutely love it. And I think well, how a lot of bands who don't maybe reach any sort of success that they want to reach is, is cause they just didn't, they might give up at a certain point. Mm. Uh, but then, if if you if you love it so much, then just just keep at it, keep, really. Keep or, or you regret it when you're, when you're when you're older, and I'm, that's what I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now, let's say, for example, you want to go tour um, from your home to the Swiss Alps. Do you have to get like a visa to go to that country? How does that work? Uh, the yeah. Swiss Alps, you can do like short stints over there, and, and the French Alps has this, this similar situation. Brexit, uh, have no idea what's what's going on. We got agents sorting that out. Yeah, but um, I'm just hoping it's it's going to be not too harsh on um, you know bands that aren't massive, massive yeah. uh, because they yeah. they've got like, so much money and infrastructure behind them. So like the smaller grassroots bands, uh, we you just don't know how it's going to affect them really. But uh, hopefully, and, and how how hard has it been? Uh like booking shows, like when you book a show over in, in the Swiss Alps, you guys obviously have to drive there, right? So how how far of a drive is it? And what are some great memories of uh, going to a show that's far away? I know you guys do some touring and whatever, but um, there are those big memories that always stick in your head, whether they're funny or they're tragic or um, yeah. give us one or two. So we did, um, we were gigging in Thailand, didn't we? Um, yeah. So we, we entered this competition Global Battle of the Bands. Uh, we did the final in in the UK, and we won the UK final. And then they got all the countries, you know, obviously for to a world final over in Thailand and in, in Chiang Mai. And uh, you know, they they paid for us to fly out there, so it was absolutely incredible. And they took us on, showed us all the sites in Chiang Mai and stuff. And we were on stage for like eight eight, eight nine minutes. minutes yeah. How was but the food? How was the food? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely love uh, Thai food, actually, but uh, you, you and, and uh, the yeah. drummer at the time. Um, just give us some <laughs> just, just give us some, some fries. Something yeah. simple. And I was like, what? The best food, man. Vietnamese and Thai food is the best food. It's the it's most affordable food, food yeah. to go pick up, but it's so good, man. You know, my, my, my cousin went to uh, Thailand for his honeymoon. And I'm like, hey, how was it? He's like, well, after you get over like the food poisoning, because like I guess like the the food um, sanitary standards aren't the same as they are here in America and whatever. So yeah. then after you get over that, you're, it's pretty good food. Um, but yeah, like Thailand is uh, like how far of a flight was that from you guys? Ten hours, a good ten, eleven hours. Yeah, long longest flight I've ever we've ever been in. I guess yeah. I think it's only five hours to fly over to Canada. So you guys ever going to come over to North America or what's the deal? Would absolutely love to. Definitely. Yeah, you guys better. You guys better. I'll take you guys out and then I'll show you the ropes around here. I have a few contacts in the business over here. We'll talk and we'll, we'll set up some gigs and we'll eat wow. some food and we won't get sick. You know, we'll have a few drinks. <laughs> yeah. That sounds absolutely perfect. It, it's, it's always good to have that that secure contact in, in, in a country that you're, you're not from. Do you guys have any relatives in, in North America? Don't, don't unfortunately. No. Um, I mean, we, we recorded our, our album in, in, uh, in West Hollywood and we stayed out there for a little bit, but with regards who, who to, produced uh, it, uh, a gentleman called Alan Johannes. Oh, okay. Um, so he's, he's worked with, you know, like Queens of the stone age and 11, Chris Cornell. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it, it, like Adrenaline, the, the one song that I, I listened to on Spotify, it's very good. It's very bottom heavy. It's good for bass players because you can kind of hear the bass. <laughs> yeah. Great. You know, yeah. it, 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 you look back at some of the most influential albums out there and, uh, you know, Injustice for All is one of the one of my favorite ones, but the, the bass is very turned down. I want to hear, I want to feel uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the boom, the whatever. Have you guys ever tested out the sub pack before? So it's spelled S-U-B-P-A-C. And a lot of musicians and DJs are using this because they, it's like a backpack or like a, they put it on your back and like you, it sends the vibrations to your body, right? Wow. And, and, and then. It's music. Yeah. So you can go work out or whatever. And like you put the headphones on or you can play a show. And there's people who play shows, like especially bass players and guitars. Um, the guitarists, you can feel the vibration, even the drums and stuff. So it's like. It sends the natural vibrations to your body. So sometimes I know how it is, man. Like I, I've gone for stints where I play like 10 or 12 shows in, in a row. And it's like, I buy the, the, like the last couple shows. I'm just not into it. Right. It's, it's just so hard to get into it. You're, you're, you're on the road. Uh, you're not showering properly. You know, you're, you're wiping down with baby wipes. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, you're like, Hey, I was going to have a great tour. Yeah. And people are like, Hey, you went on tours. How was it? Like, well, it was, it was good, but like, <laughs> yeah, I slept like shit the whole time. I ate like shit the whole time. I have no money. Um, that's what they don't tell you, isn't it? When you, when you yeah. want to join a band. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they, they never tell you how hard it is. It's like, Hey, we're going to go out and tour. It's like, well, well, let's book a gig. And then they're like, Oh, how many people can you bring out? Well, it's my first gig. I don't know. Like you want to sell some tickets and that's how they, they get you. A lot of people think the battle of the bands is selling tickets to get stage time. And I, it's, it's very messed up industry. And I really hope that things correct itself because you know, the Spotify thing, you know, I, I got 200,000 plus spins on each of my podcasts, but, um, yeah, it's great. It's great, but I don't get the money. Like it's there's no money made from two hundred thousand, right? Like I still haven't 
seem like, yo, this is a big paycheck, right? Um, those big record deals, they're gone. There's no times, no time for artist development anymore. Um, where, where's, where do you see the future of Firekind going? Yeah, I mean, it's just like an, an open path at the moment. Like you mentioned, mm. Spotify. You know, are they are they going to end up, you know, getting exclusive deals with with bands, and then you won't be able to be on other platforms and stuff? Who, who yeah. knows? But um, yeah, but because of the restrictions these days, especially during during lockdown in the UK, it was quite strict. Uh, it did give us a while, you know, to to stop gigging and to sit back a little bit and and to to rethink where we our plans were going and try and develop a strategy that, that doesn't necessarily need us to go out gig so much. So like more lives. And, and the bad thing about this is that a lot of bands have now become forgotten, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because they haven't, they don't have the knowledge to, or the money to even invest in their social media or get somebody to do it for them or, or plan it out. And, and, yeah, I feel even with social media, the way it was before when we were able to go out of the house and not wear a freaking mask on our face was, uh, it was hard. It's very hard for bands, right? Because all these companies, they're, they want, they're in it, um, for the money, right? So you pay for one post on Facebook, they want you to pay for the next one and the next one. And then you got to up the ante because I've done a lot of tests, right? I did a test once on Facebook actually. And, uh, so I boosted a video and I got, you know, a couple tens of thousands of views, right? So, and then I posted a link and it was a Spotify link to one of my shows. Um, and thank God I still have the 200,000 plus spins on it. But I, I just wanted to see how it works. The algorithm works, right? Yeah. So I promoted a, a show with Steven Perkins from Jane's Addiction on, on my uh, page. And I got zero clicks, like in five days. So I wasted a hundred bucks and I got zero clicks. Really? Yeah. And I found out that in order for the algorithm on Facebook to keep on, this is some um, tips for anybody listening now who wants to promote something, but uh, at least 300 uh, American dollars just gets the algorithm rolling. So, and then after that, let's keep popping money and it, it keeps on going. It gets better and better for you, but to have deep pockets in a day like today, like it, it, no band that's starting up unless you know, you're, you're an engineer or like you've, you made millions before um, has the money to invest in that. And, and obviously being big on social media, isn't going to really translate. I know a lot of the events that we used to throw here um, be like, Hey, there's 400 people going to you, this event that you're playing. Well, 400 people aren't showing up to that event either. Right. So um, how do you keep connected with your fans? Well, luckily we've we've just had um, an awesome guy come on board with us, um, O'Neill, PR, and he, he's really taking the reins and you know and just kind of it's, yeah. it's it's kind of interesting to see who someone's really uh, who's really good at that side of things to to push it and how much you need to do because he's on it all the time and you know I'll be practicing guitar playing it's like yeah you need need to do this or you need to push another post or. Uh, you know, it, it's something you know, that it's, can slip your mind. I, I guess as a musician, when you're in a band, because you, 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 your, your brain might just be stuck on the music side of things, and you don't really, you know, you might skip, miss out the the, the PR, the PR side of it, and the marketing. You're like, oh, that kind of that side, what? And um, ha- but having O'Neill on, you know, Wes is awesome, and, and it's someone who can take control of that that area 
uh, separate to the music. So then you've got that, you know, those two things. So, so what you're saying, Dan, it helps you organize your thoughts and keep organized. Yeah. So yeah. it splits up the job. So if yeah. one guy's doing promotion, you guys can just focus on your music. Um, yeah. Especially if he knows what he's doing, because I think he obviously does know what he's doing. He got in contact with me and we talked yeah. for quite some time and we tried organizing this. Obviously there's a, a the time change, right? So I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to schedule it sometime where I have to be somewhere else. And like, you're up in the middle of the night um, <laughs> because that would be a big piss off for me too. So, um, you know, being on the other side of the spectrum on the, across the pond and it'd be great to do it in person, man. That's a, yeah. I would tell a lot of my guests, let's do it in person next time. Uh, you guys come down here and um, I have my full studio and we can do this and maybe have a performance or uh, Dan, what kind of bass do you play? Like, um, you play Fender? Yeah, got the Fender, the Marcus Miller signature, the Marcus Miller. So, um, Oh, man, I should bring this background down. I have a Marcus Miller jazz bass right behind me, actually. Yeah, it's got the active-passive switch. Yeah. Um, I always got an active. It but, makes us sound better than we actually are playing guitar. <laughs> it's, yeah, it gives you that, 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 that sort of low growl, yeah, that kind of big um, enhanced boosty kind of sound. But I love it. Yeah, it works really well in the band because being a three-piece, um, the bigger bassy sound I've got with the, with the Fender. Do you guys, uh, do, you, do you play through an Ampeg or? No, um, I actually play, um, yeah, I've got an Ampeg head uh, with sort of Trace Elliott cabs, but um, uh, I got a Sans Amp driver, bass driver, the 21. Yeah. And then, you know, crack it into there, crank it in there and overdrive a bit. Um, I, I have a, I play, I play, a, I have a dark glass pedal. You heard dark glass before? They're from, uh, Finland, they're, they're just full on this bass effects, right? Like uh, it's a yeah. preamp, but it sounds amazing. And, and the Marcus Miller bass, um, when I, mine's a, what was it? Mine's like a wood color. It's like a, almost like a, like a dark, a, a light, a light, like laminate look. Right. And, uh, yeah. I, I traded actually my Ernie ball, uh, music man, like a five string for yeah. that. So, um, I, at, at first I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to trade it. Then I got it. I'm like, Oh, this actually makes a very big difference. Right. Like unreal. Um, yeah. It, like the, the Marcus Miller bass recording, it works, uh, you know, live, it works, it punches through and people ask you, like, I think Fender is honestly one of the best out there. I have like Getty Lee jazz bass, the guy from rush as well. Um, my old set used to have them both behind me with my hockey Jersey back there. You guys like hockey at all? I think we went to a couple of hockey matches in in the French Alps when when we were out there one of our days off. Yeah, but um, cool. it's it's not actually a sport that's massively pushed in in the UK to be honest. But um, you guys like football, eh? Again, we're <laughs> for me. It's just it's just like playing playing the guitar and, and yeah, not really same. interested in, in much else. <laughs> yeah, so what do you guys do for fun if you guys don't like sports? So the the the, tip, the stereotypical American, the stereotypical English. A uh, person has uh, loves the loves football, loves hockey, likes basketball. Um, you guys are saying you guys are into more music and just hanging out and yeah. Well, yeah. our drummer Robin, he's he's massively into football and and sport and and, and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. For me, I, I I enjoy you know like fitness and stuff and and a bit of like athletics. But yeah. um, it's. It's uh, just a whole other whole other realm of things that you get invested into, and uh, and just too focused on 
on uh, trying to get better to be a better musician that sometimes it's just hard to, to track it all in. Absolutely. Dan, are you into any, any like Netflix shows or anything that you're watching now to connect with the viewers? Oh, Netflix. Yeah. I love Netflix. Um, I'm trying to think of any shows. No, I kind of just watch a bit of everything to be honest with you. Um, I can't think of anything right now, but um, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I was, I was watching uh, the um, Sons of Anarchy uh, with Kim, Kim Coates. And, oh really? Yeah, it's brilliant. I, I, I love that show. That's yeah. He, he's he's such an underrated actor. You know, uh, I, I'm trying to honestly uh, make a coffee brand, uh, like a coffee brew, named after him. So that's my next project because I, I really feel he's really he's he's one of those actors that's very very good at what he does. He's done it for quite some time. Been in so many movies and being Canadian, like obviously we have to do something to recognize him. Um, you know, I, you know that that show Sons of Anarchy came out at a very weird time because we had Breaking Bad, uh, Game of Thrones, um, and The Walking Dead. Um, you guys seen those shows before, right? That's that's funny because uh, yeah, Breaking Bad. Um, I watched the entire um, series uh, when I was on tour in the French Alps because we had a stint over there for three three months. And after after <laughs> nearly after when we get home at sort of three four a.m. in the morning, I whack an episode on it. It was my way of sort of winding down after the gig. So yeah, by the end of the tour, I completed those. <laughs> but what a good show. What a good show. Like they have the, the, uh, the spinoff yeah. Better Call Saul. Have you seen that? I haven't seen a few, I haven't um, watched that properly yet, but um, yeah, I'm trying to get Jason to Breaking Bad because uh, he's not watching any yet. I, I haven't, no. I've, I've seen Game of Thrones and absolutely love that and Sons yeah. of Anarchy, but, um, and he hasn't seen Game of Thrones, but he's seen Breaking Bad. So, yeah. so we're like, um, you know, you should watch Game of Thrones and you're like, you should watch Breaking Bad. Two sides of the coin, <laughs> yeah. So. Well, let's get to the final question here, man. Uh, I, I really appreciate you guys doing this. I know uh, we've tried to get this going for quite some time. Um, I always ask every guest this. How do you take your coffee? It's it's meet me for coffee. I got my uh, specialty mug here with my hockey stick here. What do you well, got? Oh, yeah, that's really cool. I got, 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 got myself one of these. French breads, eh? I got yeah. that too. Did you get, off, get that off Amazon? Um, it was Von Chef uh, Metal. Yeah, because I, I just kept on breaking the glass once. Yeah, um, it's the same with me, man. It's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I probably get through maybe like one of these a day. It's just probably too much. It, it's so good. It's actually very. Uh, people will get addicted to it. You actually froth milk in there as well, right? So. Oh, I, I wish. No, um, it's, not it's, it's just a straightforward one, but. Yeah, yeah. Was there a technique you can do it on on a cafeteria? Yeah, you can do you can do it on that thing. You could just put the milk. In the bottom, and just go up and down. I didn't want to make that sign, but I, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, actually, that could work. Couldn't it? I might try yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it, it works. It frosts it. You got to do it. You do it like a couple hundred times, but it actually it's like going, <laughs> like going to. You guys have still have Starbucks over there. You guys do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The frothy milk from Starbucks. You, know, you can make that. You know, just manually. But yeah, Dan, how do you take your coffee? Black with a shot shot of whiskey in there. What? <laughs> it should be yeah rock and roll um no i don't think i've ever tried a coffee with a shot of whiskey in it before i should do that yeah but um no i'm quite basic really with my coffee a little bit of milk a couple of sugars um i've got a sweet tooth but uh when we do go starbucks or something like that i'll probably have a proper a real coffee you know something a, a, a true blend or something uh, uh but yeah no I, I like the syrups as well so a bit of vanilla or caramel 
syrup in it. <laughs> oh, he he's a sweetheart. All the women are attracted to him because all the sweet things he eats. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. you guys married or no? No, no, no. Awkward oh, topic, that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, man? Like, as you know, rock and roll, and you know the the lifestyle, the way it used to be is not how it actually is. You know, people want to hang out backstage. Like, yo, can I come backstage at your show? It's like, okay, well, just so you know, there's nothing really going on. Like, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. kind of waiting. I used to, I, I play with Skid Row once. I was like, yo, could come backstage? We meet the band. I'm like, I, you probably can't meet the band. They're probably just doing their own thing, right? So, yeah. Jason, yeah. Jason, let's talk about. Uh, I know it was going to go a lot longer than we thought it was going to go, but that's okay because this yeah, is pretty cool. Right. Um, well, what's something that makes uh, Firekind unique? I think we, we have such a, uh, a wide selection of influences from like Hans Zimmer hmm. um, uh, all the way to heavier, heavier style Nine Inch Nails maybe uh, and just chucking it all in the pot and and mixing it around and just seeing what comes out. And because we're a three piece as well, trying to fill up the sound with, with three instruments as much as possible. And, and sometimes that can take you down different avenues where, where it might sound a bit unusual. When it you guys ever use a talk box before? Well, like a wow kind of thing. Those are cool. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've never got hold of one. It would be great fun to, to play with it. I think I might get addicted to it. And, and then yeah, I, I've always wanted to pick one up, and it's like, you know, if I pick it up, I'm probably going to play with it for like a week, and then yeah. I'll just leave it there. And then, you know, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, me and Dan have our coffee going. It doesn't seem like you got yours going. So okay. guitar and like, you know, just serenade us. Have a We'll pretend we're at Starbucks right now. But yeah, how do, how do, how do, people, uh, how do people get in touch with you guys? And how do they find you or listen to it on Spotify or Firekind? F-I-R-E-K-I-N-D. It's one word. It's Firekind, not Firekind. Although that's that we discovered that that name was pretty cool before. Um, is that that was that was pretty cool. I was like fire kind, fire kind. <laughs> yeah, we keep it just in case we want to swap it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, there might be some legality issues. You guys ever come over here, right? So you might have to switch it over, right? There's a <laughs> band called Fire Wind, so I, that's pretty close. Yeah. But I don't, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not too worried about that. But so, how is you guys have a website uh, where people can reach out to you? Yes, it's firekind.com, and we're on all the socials as well. Uh, Facebook, you know, forward slash Firekind. That's amazing, man. Firekind dot band. We couldn't quite get the, uh, no. yeah. Do we, do we, do we talk about how you guys came up with that name? Like what was the name originally? How'd you find Firekind? Uh, so it's, it originates from like a, a random tiny storyline in an old Judge Dredd comic. Um, Judge Dredd, like the one that Sylvester Stallone played in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is from a comic, um, like back in the eighties or something, or um, like a, one of the. And who who found it? Who came up with that? Uh, we had a bit of a musical mentor join join with us uh, a few a few years back, and um, he he was into loads of different things, and yeah, he he brought that to the table actually, and we we were just choosing names at the time and. That's that's yeah. when it kind of jumped to us, wasn't it? Uh, it yeah, is it? all the others didn't quite make the grade. It's so hard picking a, a band name though, because one one member in the band might think, "Ah, oh, it's the best name ever," you know, and the other guy would be like, "No, it's not. It really is not." <laughs> yeah. So you kind of have that 
that war, inner war, with what, what's, you know, you need to, everyone needs to be happy with it. Um, but then you can't pick something, I guess, with a band name that's too descriptive of something, because then you could, you know, you might associate it with that word or something. So I, I guess, I don't know, it's something that you can make that name something. You can make Firekind, we can make it us, you know, it's, it is us now. So, um, <laughs> and it's, we think it's cool, a cool name. Um, and I hope everyone else does too. Really, but, you know. <laughs> well, Dan, uh, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know it's uh, just a bit after three o'clock where you guys are. Right now it's 10 o'clock, 1030 in the morning uh, where I am. In, I'm enjoying your co- my coffee. Dan's enjoying his coffee, although I, I'm, I'm struggling. I saw a bottle there before. What, what's in the bottle? Oh, there you oh, go. this one. It's a vodka. No, it's yeah, yeah. Is that what's in the mug? <laughs> it could be vodka or it could be water i'll let you i'll let you yeah. guess yeah <laughs> Tell my breath and let me know i <laughs> yeah. you'll never find out thanks a lot guys i really appreciate it cheers man thank you very much uh joe it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, we like you said it'd be great to uh, meet in person and definitely have, have coffee absolutely coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.